This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Welcome back to another edition of Through the Smoke, a Miami Hurricanes football and recruiting podcast here on the 24-7 Sports Network. David Lake joined, as always, by Gabby Urrutia. And Gabby, after any time Miami has a big official visit weekend, we got to record a podcast soon after to kind of share the details, share the vibes on where things stand with those targets. And this past weekend... Miami had a strong group of college transfers on campus that are exploring their next opportunities uh, after either entering the transfer portal or in some cases there's junior college targets that also visited. So we're going to jump into that. We're just kind of going to go rapid fire here in this podcast, run through the names. I'm going to have Gabby give a confidence score on you know, how he feels about Miami's ability to land each transfer target that visited. And uh, we'll get into it here. So, Gabby, I want to start with, I guess, maybe, in my opinion, the the biggest name transfer that visited. Um, and that is Ole Miss defensive tackle, Taiwan Malone. We've talked about him plenty here on the podcast. Uh, class of 2021 recruit top 100 player coming out of high school uh, also plays baseball at the college level a little bit and uh, we've also talked about Miami's big need to improve the defensive tackle room Gabby he was on campus he visited Ohio State the weekend before Um, what's the sense on Taiwan Malone right now and Miami yeah, David, I, I think coming into the weekend, there was reason to feel really good about where Miami was at. Uh, again, he left that Ohio State visit uncommitted, which I think was a big step. And then over the course of the week, you know, just kind of checking in with people familiar with 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 Malone or the people around Malone. And it seemed like, you know, the buzz up there in the Northeast was that they wanted to come check out Miami. They, of course, did. And, uh, you know, again, kind of similar a uh, similar source just kind of relayed that they felt that this was kind of a formality, you know, like th- this was basically to just kind of seal the deal uh, for Miami. So I do think the Hurricanes are in a really good spot. Um, you know, I think it's important to kind of note that uh, for these transfers, if they want to be at Miami uh, for the first summer semester, uh, the 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 last day to enroll is uh, May 17th, which I believe is next Wednesday. Yes. So about t- about 10 days to, to get this rolling. So uh, I think it was good timing for Miami to have a big transfer official visit weekend so that you can get all these things kind of 
you know, in a row here this week. So they're ready to, you know, get on campus, get ready to enroll and all that stuff. And I do think Malone is, uh, is one that they're feeling pretty good about right now. Where would you put your confidence score? One to 10 with yeah. Miami being able to add Taiwan Malone? Yeah, I would probably go around um, a seven, you know, just because again, I feel like, you know, wh where I'm kind of getting that confidence from isn't necessarily, uh, you know, the ideal place of where I go to try to get some of that stuff. But, uh, you know, I do think that Miami has kind of been the team to to kind of watch uh, since the moment Taiwan Malone hit the transfer portal and they've been kind of associated with him since. So um, I'll probably go seven, seven and a half on that confidence score uh, that, you know, eventually my, uh, Miami will be able to land Taiwan Malone. Attention business owners. I'm going to say three words you've probably heard of by now. Employee retention credit. If you're a business owner with W-2 employees and you haven't explored this program, you need to schedule a call with our friends at Foreman Law Offices, ASAP. The employee retention credit can put thousands of dollars back into the hands of business owners. However, the rules are complex and have changed many times since the inception of the program. You need to have a qualified law firm with experience in the ERC. Evaluate this for your business. You won't owe them a dime until you get paid. All you have to do is go to erclawyers.com and fill out the short questionnaire to schedule a call with their team. Two minutes may be worth thousands of dollars for your business. Get it done today. ERClawyers.com. Tell them TTS sent you for Through the Smoke. And what would his addition mean? Is it adding him to the defensive tackle room if that happens for Miami? Is that good enough? I think it's an upgrade. You know, the talent level's there. He hasn't really played much in his college yeah. career. Um, what type of impact do you think it makes on the defensive tackle room if Miami could add him? Yeah, I think it's a promising body type, right? Like we, we've talked about, I mean, the six foot four, 315 pounds. I mean, it's kind of what the doctor ordered in terms of just like what it looks like, right? Um, production wise, I mean, it's not really there. Uh, just over 100 snaps in over two seasons at Ole Miss. Um, you talk to people who kind of know or watch the kid or been around him. And I mean, I personally get really mixed reviews. Like when people think one side of people kind of think like, yeah, you know, if this kid just really just focuses on football, kind of, you know, you know, steps out of the batter's box, kind of leaves that in the past and just like goes all in on football. He has a chance to be really special. Another group is just kind of like the kid thinks he's a baseball player who also plays football and, you know, uh, because of that, that kind of holds him back from being as good as he could potentially be. So, I, I, I mean, to me, I think it'll be just kind of where baseball fits into this. If it's kind of an all-in uh, on football type of move for Malone, where it's just like I'm here, go I'm coming to the University of Miami to play football to develop under uh, Coach Jason Taylor, I, I would feel pretty good about what that could potentially look like. But I do think that we just need to see what Malone is going to be. Um, I think that there's still a lot of question marks about about that type of stuff. But again, I think that the talent's there. And again, if you're a believer in Coach Taylor, which I think we should be to this point, I think, uh, you know, this is a group that could probably get the most out of him. So I'd be optimistic about the type of impact that he could make, uh, how immediate that will be. Um, I'm not really sure, but I think he's going to get on the field just because of, you know, what he kind of brings from a size standpoint. Yeah. You can't teach 6'4", 305, with his athleticism, too. I think yeah. that's up to the coaches to get the effort out of him, right? Yeah. So I think that'll be the challenge with Taiwan Malone if he does sign with Miami. 
Uh, let's move on to Vanderbilt defensive back. Tell me if I'm saying this name wrong. Jadeus Richard. Yeah, they say it's Jadis. Jadis. J- Jadis. Jadis Richard, uh, who was a class of 2022 recruit. So he played about 200 snaps as a true freshman defensive back at Vanderbilt. Uh, tell us what we need to know about Richard and how confident you feel about Miami's chances there. Yeah. So I spent, you know, a lot of the day, uh, on especially uh, really a lot of the afternoon on Saturday around campus, got eyes on all of the transfers except Taiwan Malone. I don't know how, cause he's the mass and he's the biggest one. Not sure how I missed him, but, uh, Jadis Richard is maybe the one that I was ma- probably most physically impressed with. I mean, looks all of six, foot two, uh, looks to be pushing that 200 pound range, uh, you know, doesn't look like someone who just finished up his true freshman season uh, of college. I mean, I think he's an extremely physically impressive looking defensive back, uh, kind of tall and long like Devontae Brown, but I think a little bit more filled out. Uh, so I think that, you know, Miami's getting a, a, I really just kind of talking to people who know uh, uh, Jadis Richard and have spent time around and believe that he's a potential, you know, down the line, uh, a, a, a potential NFL type of cornerback. And again, looking at him, I mean, you see a lot of that stuff. Uh, has really impressive basketball, uh, high school tape, and just the way he kind of displays that athleticism, uh, the way he can kind of go up and jam it over somebody. Uh, again, I think when he kind of got his opportunity against Florida as a true freshman, his lone start played the most snaps, uh, allowed just two catches for 17 yards, broke up a pass against, you know, the future number four overall pick uh, in Anthony Richardson. So I think, uh, you know, towards the tail end of his freshman year, he really kind of started to emerge. Uh, I'm feeling really, really good about where Miami's at here with uh, with Jadis Richard. Uh, I think that, you know, again, Miami being that first visit he took out of the portal, uh, you know, the timeline of where everything is kind of going and how quickly you kind of have to make a decision. I think that there is definitely some confidence around uh, Coral Gables about where uh, they stand in this recruitment. If I was going confidence for, I'd probably, you know, push it, push it pretty close to that 10 mark. I'm not saying he's a virtual lock. I mean, no one ever really is but I would probably be in that eight or nine range right now. And just to be clear, because he did play primarily like a big nickel role for Vanderbilt last year. I think this spring, during spring football for Vanderbilt, he was playing on the outside as a boundary corner. And in high school, his high school tape, he he's pretty impressive as a safety. And I think he has the body type to play any one of those positions. But what's your understanding as to where Miami kind of likes him right now? Yeah, I think it's going to be there at corner. I, I think they see him as someone who's going to, you know, maybe be out wide for them. Uh, you know, someone who's going to play one of those outside corner spots. So I could see him coming in and competing with, uh, you know, maybe even a, a Daryl Porter, like maybe having a situation where it's like Devontae Brown and, and Jadis Richard on the outside, or maybe even Jadis Richard competes with Devontae Brown. And if they want to let right. Jaden Davis and Daryl Porter kind of, you know, duke it out for that other cornerback spot, like, I, I think, uh, you know, I, I do feel like they they view him as a corner, not so much a safety, and I'm not really sure about that nickel spot. So he was a highly, ta- not highly, but he was a respected recruit. Uh, 24-7 sports, so their own rankings have him as a four-star recruit with a 91 grade, which is a solid four-star grade. The composite, the industry average, has him as barely... So he's a he's a bubble between three and four, but he's on that four side of the bubble. And um, so he's a guy that's been respected in terms of talent and upside since coming out of high school. Uh, I think he was recruited heavily by TCU coming out, Louisville coming out. Um, 
So Vanderbilt did a good job in the evaluation process and being able to keep him uh, in, you know, coming out of high school. And I do think he was set to be their top corner this upcoming season. So this is a nice little evaluation by Miami. Let me ask you this too. He's from Louisiana. Um, obviously Lance Guidry from Louisiana. Um, you know, Shannon Dawson, of course, he's the offensive coordinator, but he's from Louisiana. Dennis Smith, one of Miami's top recruiting staffers from Louisiana. Do all these, are all these connections kind of lining up for a guy like Jadis Richard? You know, we're going to talk about him a little later, but AJ Allen as well from Nebraska. Uh, are these Louisiana connections helping in the transfer portal? I, I think they definitely are. I think, uh, I think when they made all these moves again, I mean, you know, all of them were, you know, the correct moves for, for different reasons, but Louisiana is a state that Miami wants to hit. I think we're seeing that in the recruiting, you know, high school recruiting, they went out and got Dylan day. Uh, not, not, I'm not going to say an unknown recruit, but a, a guy that they identified and they really liked put, put together some really impressive track stuff here this past week, uh, you know, showing that promise of what Miami kind of saw on tape, uh, you know, the way that, again, even going before, like to Trevante Citizen, they wanted to, they dipped into Louisiana, you know, got him, uh, you know, over some SEC schools. I think now with the, with the transport, I think they're being intentional about those connections as well. I mean, you've got those connections, uh, you got to use them. So when those guys become available, um, I do think that there's a route to Miami where it's just like, hey, we have a lot of people in this building that can relate with you, that that know where you're from, that, you know, understand your background, that have the, the same background, and there's also opportunity here for you to get on the field and, and to play. So I definitely feel like, you know, there's there's a direct, you know, intentionality about, you know, recruiting the boot. And, uh, you know, I don't think it's coincidence that some of these guys that Miami's targeting uh, here in the transfer portal are, are are from there. Really, you know, this, you talked about Jadis Richard and, and A.J. Allen, but both those guys basically from the same town in Louisiana. So, um, you know, a lot of connections there. And I think we're seeing those connections uh, sort of pay off here in, in the transfer portal. I think J- I think Jadis Richard is a big time get if Miami is able to get him. I agree. I think so. I di- I'll admit I didn't know much about him. Uh, so when I start digging into him, I think he's a good player. And uh, you know, just watching high school tape a little bit, similar style of big bodied corner to me. At you mentioned Devonte Brown, you know, similar to me as like Damari Brown, just because yeah. of the thickness. Um, that Damari brings compared to his brother at the same stage. So um, I think Jadis will definitely crack the playing rotation and lift that cornerback room, which you and I have been pretty consistent since watching them in the spring needed to happen. Definitely. Definitely. I think it's big. I think getting potentially getting a guy like Jadis Richard, and then you also get uh, a guy like Jaden Davis. Um, Again, I think they, I think making the right moves at corner to address a need in the transfer portal. I think that would, I think, uh, you know, adding Richard would be a, a huge win for them. Throwing numbers at it and letting the cream rise to the top. Yep. This episode is also brought to you by Midway Sports, your one-stop shop for all of your sporting good needs, located just two miles south of the University of Miami. This locally owned small business has everything you would need to gear up for every sport. Their stocked up men's, women's, and kids selections has you and your family covered for all of your outdoor needs. Use promo code SMOKE15 for 15% off your online order at MidwaySports.com. Are you a business owner or manager in need of seasonal or temporary staff? 
Let the folks at LT Pro Enterprises assist. The folks at LT Pro Enterprises can help you find laborers for your business in the state of Florida with an expanding footprint to other states as well. Reach out to Lionel Torres at Torres Lionel one, the number one at gmail.com. LT Pro Enterprises, your source for all of your staffing and labor needs. Let's stay with guys from Louisiana that visited that are transfers. This is Nebraska running back AJ Allen. He was also a class of 2022 recruit. So he uh, played four games as a true freshman at Nebraska. The first four games of the year for Nebraska, he was trending to being a pretty significant contributor for them. Um, He, I think it was like 11 carries for 49 yards or so against Oklahoma in their fourth game. And he sustained a collarbone injury in that game, which caused him to be shut down for the rest of that season. But he was trending to be a significant true freshman contributor for the Huskers there. And uh, so he's in the portal. He's visited Miami. He comes from Neville High School in Monroe, Louisiana. He goes, or he's listed. You, you can tell me, Gabby, if, if this checks out. But 5'11", 185, composite yep. three-star guy and a 24-7 sports four-star. So there is some talent there. Uh, Gabby, how should Miami fans feel about adding A.J. Allen potentially? Yeah, really good. I, I think this is one of those situations where, you know, the visit uh, went a long way and, uh, you know, feeling good about Jadis Richard. I uh, really feeling good about Taiwan Malone, Jadis Richard. AJ Allen's definitely another one where I have some I have some legitimate confidence uh, coming out of that weekend about where Miami stands. No, I, I mean, I, I feel like I've been kind of pounding the table about the, the needing to add a running back, David. I know that you kind of, I know that you agree. I mean, not speaking for you, but. You know, I, I've personally felt like, you know, they needed to go out, go out and get a transfer running back. Um, and, you know, I think that this is an opportunity for them to do just that. Uh, you know, throughout the spring, there was just two scholarship running backs in Henry Parrish and Don Chaney. I think a guy like A.J. Allen, I mean, I'm not pushing back on 5'11", 185 after kind of getting eyes on him, uh, you know, on Saturday. Uh, you know, I, I think that, again, those Louisiana connections, I think they really, really help. And uh, you know, again, that that visit, just it being the first one. Uh, and I think there's something to be said about how intentional some of these transfer portal guys have to be. They don't have a ton of time to kind of mess around and be like, oh, I'm going to go visit all these different schools, especially if you want to be, you know, if you want to find your spot, get enrolled for the summer, start working out, start getting acclimated, all that, all those different types of things. You kind of need to make these decisions quickly. And I think we're seeing that a lot with some of the more popular, uh, you know, names that have entered the portal, the guys that have options. Um, and I do think that AJ Allen is is a situation that I could see working out uh, for Miami. And again, I think that would be you. See, you mentioned he was trending towards being, you know, a really a really heavy contributor for for Nebraska. Uh, you know, preserves that red shirt because of just those first four games. So Miami has a four year guy uh, in the same class as a Trevante Citizen, who I mentioned earlier, another guy out of Louisiana, uh, someone who hasn't really been able to play yet. You know, who knows who we're really going to be able to get from him in 2023 as he kind of works back from an injury. So I think you kind of fill a spot in that same class of a guy who can get on the field. Uh, he seems healthy, posted on his, he was posting videos on Instagram of him playing basketball back home. At, I guess he went back to Nebraska uh, this week, you know, or yesterday or today. And he was hooping out there. So seems healthy enough to kind of be ready to play after, you know, again, uh, you know, recovering from that collarbone injury. So 
Uh, I think, uh, you know, adding a guy like A.J. Allen would be would be impressive for them. And again, I think he's someone that would be able to help these guys in 2023. So his tape kind of reminds me a little bit of like a Henry Parrish style of back, uh, you know, gets by with vision, good contact balance for his size. I don't know if he's, you know, overly explosive uh, or will blow you away with his speed and acceleration, but a good. Uh, a good back that can be productive at the power five level. He's probably at the same stage. He's never going to be a big back, but he is probably at the same stage bigger than Henry. Um, So we'll see if he can get to that 200 pound mark where I don't think Henry Parrish can get there. He's probably like max a 190 type of running back. Um, But anyways, I think he would, they need to throw bodies at that running back room. And I think AJ Allen can be a guy that can definitely um, get some carries this year and uh, help that room stay healthy because we all know how physical that position is running back. And, uh, you know, Miami, of course, had some bad injury luck last year at that position and found themselves in some tough spots when you combine the fubbling issues. They also experienced at the running back position last year. So um, I think I, I'm glad Miami's going out and getting a talented running back to add to the room. And and also too, you know, Mark Fletcher, talented guy coming in as a true freshman. I think he'll have every opportunity to earn playing time. And if he goes out there and takes it, that means Miami's got a special back uh, as a true freshman as well. So uh, I like this take a lot if it happens for the Hurricanes. What did you give a confidence score? I didn't. I would probably go that same Jadis Richard uh, uh, range, you know, that eight, like eight to nine. Like, I think, okay. I think that's, I think that, I think this is a situation that could definitely come together for Miami. Let's go back to the defensive side. North Texas linebacker Larry Nixon, guy who had over 100 tackles last year, can't fake 100 tackles uh, in football. That stuff translates. And, uh, you know, I think if, if he were to pick Miami, he would solidify that weak side linebacker position. I think they feel good about Wesley Besaint, uh, but adding a, a veteran like Larry Nixon, A, makes Wesley have to compete, raise his game a little bit to get on the field, and uh, B, you know, just provides more depth to that position group, which I think there's something to be said for that as well. But, uh, Number one, Gabby, he's listed at 6'2", 236. Does that size check out in person? Yeah, uh, I would say, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if he was like 6'1". I mean, maybe okay. a little bit, you know, I guess maybe maybe 6'2". I mean, I didn't really, like, I mean, I saw him, but I didn't, like, he didn't seem like the biggest guy out there. But, like, I would, I could definitely see him being in that 235 range. You know, he definitely looked stalker. I'm not saying he's a small guy, but I would probably say 6'1", 6'2". I would put him anywhere in that range. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I agree with everything you said, David, I think he's someone that can come in and I, and he just is just more, I'm just all for, I, I, I just get as many talented pieces as you can. I think that there's, you know, too much at stake here in 2023, especially after how that 2022 season went. And yeah, you feel really good about Wesley, but saying, and they absolutely do. And I think that that's something that needs to be kind of like, you know, understood that they absolutely believe that Wesley, but can be a good player, uh, you know, here at Miami and they believe he is a good player, but, wherever you can add talent you got to do it and if there's an opportunity to make a room better 
you got to do it. And I think that's why they're going after a guy like Larry Nixon. I love what you said. You can't fake a hundred tackles. I mean, the guy gets up has it just has a nose for the football kind of gets after it. And I think that's something that has these guys super excited. Um, you know, I, I think the visit went really, really well. Um, you know, just kind of checking in here on, uh, on Monday morning, it does seem like, you know, he may go on uh, another visit, at least maybe see one more school. But I think that it sounds to me like uh, Nixon relayed to Miami that, you know, this is a spot that he could really see himself being at, that he could definitely choose. Uh, I think when he went into the portal and started setting up these visits, I think he told people that he would go see them. And I think, uh, you know, Larry Nixon wants to follow through on his word that he told uh, other schools that he would go check them out. I'm not sure how many other schools, maybe it's just one other school, not even really sure who that school is, but it does seem like Larry Nixon may go see one more person. But I think overall the feeling uh, around Larry Nixon is that, you know, Miami feels like they are in the best spot to eventually land him. So uh, not sure if we're going to see any news come out, you know, here on Monday or, you know, in this early portion of the week, but, you know, I, I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, when this process is all said and done, if uh, Larry Nixon was choosing the Canes. Where's your confidence score on that? I would probably go uh, like a six right now, six or seven, just because, you know, obviously these visits can always change something. But again, I do, I do think that, uh, you know, he did. I, I do think there's something to be said about him kind of telling Miami that, hey, you know, I really, really like you guys and I can, you know, I, I likely see myself here, but going to go through the process. So uh, I think him extending this and again, I think you have to kind of, you know, protect yourself a little bit. That's why I'm probably going to go with the six here, but I can definitely see this situation come together. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Baseball has begun, which means you need to listen to Fantasy Baseball Today in 5, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network. Join Scott White, Chris Towers, and me, Frank Samphill, every Monday through Saturday as we deliver all of your fantasy baseball needs in just five minutes. We'll break down the biggest performers, news, and prospects who could make an impact this season. Make sure to download and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Odyssey app, and everywhere else podcasts are found. Louisiana Tech defensive tackle Kiwi Rose also visited Miami. Um, what's 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 the feeling on him? He's kind of a veteran guy, yeah. kind of a run-stopping defensive tackle. Won't impress you with his pure stats, uh, but he's an older body on the line of scrimmage that can help you do the little things to help your run defense be consistent, which I'm all for. What are the vibes on him? Yeah, I, I mean, Kiwi Rose is a big dude, man. I mean, again, that's that's kind of like the way that you want it to look. It feels like it's it's what Miami needs. Like same thing we kind of said with Malone. Like Kiwi Rose, his body type is what is what you're looking for. And again, just kind of walking right past him, you know, him walking right past me, I guess. Uh, you know, again, you see all those things. It's just like, yeah, dude. Like there's not really a guy that looks like that on this roster. Um, you know, he's probably the one that I kind of have the hardest. I'm having the hardest time, kind of like getting like Intel on. I mean, I think there's the obvious that he plays at Louisiana tech. Uh, you mentioned Dennis Smith earlier in the show, David. I mean, he's someone that came from Louisiana tech. Kiwi Rose was already with the program when Dennis Smith was there. So I think that there's an obvious connection there. 
Uh, he's not from Louisiana, but played his college football in Louisiana. So again, I think that's one situation that, you know, you could see it kind of coming together. He is from Texas. I'm not sure if there's any local schools that are kind of in the mix there, but um, I, again, I think it's notable. Miami got this first visit. Um, I'm kind of just in wait and see mode because I think it is kind of strange that, you know, I haven't really gotten a ton of feedback on him, but uh, you know, again, I think he's exactly what they're looking for. And I could see that whole situation kind of coming together. And based on my understanding, I think they wanted to take two defensive tackles uh, here in this transfer portal. That's what they're going into this kind of spring window, hoping that they could do. So Taiwan Malone and Kiwi Rose, I think would, uh, accomplish that just considering just that they're the only two defensive tackles that have actually been on campus there. So those might be the two they're eyeing and considering the importance of the position, I wouldn't be shocked if, uh, you know, that situation kind of worked out. I confident score probably go for a five, I'd probably go, go be at like a five, give myself like it just an even figure there just to, you know, kind of middle of the pack feeling there. Cause I just honestly don't have a great read on that one. Let's go to the Juco ranks. Uh, Reedley community college out in california wide receiver shamar kirk impressive film when i pulled it up over um what 1400 yards about the last two seasons combined Mm -hmm. uh about 15 plus touchdowns definitely jumps out uh with his ability to pick up yards after the catch kind of a thicker receiver six one 190, 195, 200 type of guy. Uh, I think he would be a nice addition. I mean, Juco guys in general are hit and miss, uh, but Miami definitely hit on a Juco guy last year in Colby Young. And uh, I think Shamar Kirk is definitely talented enough to come in and make an impact as well. Um, What did you learn about Shamar Kirk? I think Miami's in a really good spot there. You mentioned all those numbers. Also averaged 19 yards per catch, which is, again, I think it's a really good number. Uh, I think he's someone that, you know, he, he's going to announce a commitment on his graduation day. He told me he graduates with his associate's degree on May 13th. I believe that's Saturday, um, if I remember correctly. So, uh, you know, I think Miami's in, a re- I think Miami's in the best spot there. Uh, I, I think that the Hurricanes have a really good chance of closing. I mean, how long have they been chasing a transfer wide receiver? It's felt like it's been like a six-month operation. I think Shamar Kirk is probably the one they have the best chance to, to potentially close on. Texas A&M is a school that's been in there. Uh, Mississippi State is as well. But again, Miami, if you want to get to Miami, you got to enroll now. Uh, I think Kevin Beard has made a huge, uh, a tremendous difference in that recruitment. It seems like, you know, those two have a really, really good relationship. And I think now that he kind of saw Miami for himself, I think uh, that's one situation where he can see himself at. So I'm feeling really good about where Miami's at uh, with Shamar Kirk and, you know, coming off this, uh, you know, official visit, which actually ended on Saturday. It wasn't a full weekend official visit. It was, it was basically Friday and Saturday. Um, You know, I think, I think they did a really good job. Someone's going to come in and push Jacoby George for some playing time. And I think that's exactly what the dog, I think that's exactly what these guys need to do. Just get someone who can push Jacoby and, you know, potentially, you know, again, compete to take that spot. And I think uh, Kirk is talented enough to do that. Whose film do you like more, his, Shamar Kirk's, or Jaquay Jackson, the Division II All-American? Dang, that's good. That's good. Um, I don't know. I, mean, I really did like Jaquay Jackson's. I mean, it, it's tough just kind of considering the competition level. But I think Shamar Kirk did a lot of really good stuff. I mean, I think his, his ability to just kind of like make – I feel like he made a lot of plays for himself. Like he just kind of made right. a lot of things happen with the ball in his hands. And 
you know, so that I would probably lean Shamar Kirk for those reasons. But I mean, I thought Jaquay Jackson had some fun take as well. He did. I, I think Shamar might be a better fit for what yeah. Miami needs kind of, they do need some guys that, okay, you give them a quick pass and they can create on their own. I think Shamar brings more of that type ability than Jaquay does. Both guys would be great additions. If they could get both, they should. Yeah. Um, but I think Shamar Kirk, I think he will, if he does pick Miami, I think he will end up being a starter. I'd be surprised yeah. if he's not starting with yeah. Colby Young. So I think, I think Kirk is a good personality fit too. Like he's just seemed like a kid that kind of just gets it like mentally. Okay. Like I think he like, you know, just kind of coming from the Juco ranks. I think he, he understands hungry. it's about, yeah, you know, you can tell that he's kind of like hungry, that he's ready to kind of, kind of work. I mean, you know, kind of seems like a, you know, that, that like almost like humble confidence, which I guess doesn't really make sense, but it kind of comes off that way where it's just like, he kind of knows what he needs to do, but he comes about it in a really nice way. I thought he was a really good kid uh, to talk to. So um, yeah, you know, I, I, I would be excited about the addition of, of Shamar Kirk. I mean, confidence score there uh, probably in that AJ Allen, Jadeus Richard range. I would probably go that okay. you know, eight or nine. Let's stay at the Juco ranks. Amari Wiggins, who is an interior offensive lineman from Coffeyville Community College in Kansas. He goes 6'3", 6'4", about 3'10". Um, you mentioned in a previous podcast, Gabby, that the vision for him is to be maybe the center of the future. Now, he's not a guy that if he commits to Miami, he can't enroll for this upcoming season, correct? He's a December guy. No, Amari Wiggins is a is a is he a summer guy. Yeah, okay. yeah. The 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 tight end, the JUCO tight end, tight end. Uh, okay, was the December one. So Amari could be on the on the team this year, uh, yeah. backing up Matt Lee if he does decide to come to Miami. Um, first off, how did he look? Just body type in person. Yeah, I mean, feedback I got was basically six two and some change, and then three hundred okay. pounds looked looked about that. I mean, definitely not a six foot four. 315 pound dude uh definitely looks more like a center you know he doesn't look like uh you know one of those big beefy um you know guards or anything like that doesn't look big or long enough to be uh anything close to a tackle so i think center is a good spot for him and yeah you you mentioned the vision i mean it's to be you know to be uh you know matt lee's guy to kind of watch him for a year and then take over um i think the thing to kind of consider here is you know, Miami's in a really good spot. I think he loves Miami. I think he he liked that Miami was honest with him about that. Uh, LSU offered him while he was on his Miami visit. So I think he wants to probably check those guys out. Not sure exactly what their situation looks like, but I'm not sure if there's a path to clear playing time. Illinois is also a school that's offered him recently that he's definitely going to go see. And again, I, I, I'm just assuming, I don't know, but maybe there's a clear path to playing time at Illinois. So if it's a situation where he kind of wants to get on the field right now or you know, right. know that he's walking into a situation where he can, can compete for a starting job. Uh, you know, I can definitely see him going one of those routes. But I think coming off of that visit, Miami is still feeling good. Like, hey, we're in a really good place here. Uh, you know, we think we can kind of sell him on that being the future, kind of coming in, working for a year. Um, and then, you know, taking over as the guy. But again, I think we still have to kind of gauge where he's kind of at in terms of like how fast do you want to be on the field? Because if it's immediate, uh, I think, uh, you know, it's probably more of an uphill battle here at Miami. Yeah. And that's usually the number one priority for JUCO guys, uh, as it should be. And it's worth noting he's from the state of Florida, but he's from Pensacola, Florida. So Panhandle, obviously that's closer to LSU than it would be to Miami. Yeah. 
But anyways, I think it's encouraging that all these pretty big time programs are coming after him in addition to Miami. That should tell you something about his talent level. Um, do you have a confidence score for him? Uh, I would probably, I'm going to go like five there too, just because I think we need to see what this next week sort of looks like with him taking other visits. Okay. The Star Horton Group is a real estate company that covers all of Miami-Dade, Broward, and Palm Beach counties. Born and raised in Miami, Star is committed to growing his clients' wealth and securing their futures. One of the top realtors in the state, Star knows the ins and outs of the market to make sure his clients get the best possible value when they sell or buy. If you're looking to buy or sell or know someone who is, call or text STAR directly at 561-573-4661. And here's the beauty. When you refer someone to STAR, he will donate $250 to the Miami Hurricanes Athletic Fund in your name upon the closing of the deal. So to have a great real estate experience and help our Canes, call or text STAR today at 561-573-4661. Money can be the root of all evil when you don't understand it. A couple of bad decisions shouldn't continue to affect us years later, and the path to recovery shouldn't be as painful as the regret. Everyone at some point needs help with their financial situation, and Pride Financial can lend that helping hand. Pride Financial offers a patient and judgment-free environment and will provide you with the knowledge and power you need to realize your dreams. Once they identify your goals, they will guide you to the finish line, holding your hand every step of the way. Repairing and building credit is only the first step. They'll educate you on a variety of banking and financial institutions, what resources they offer, and how to maximize funding for your financial needs. Gain access to a vast network of realtors and licensed dealers to receive outstanding deals on prime real estate and the newest vehicles to fit your lifestyle. They even offer education and services to assist those more involved on the business side of things. Text 305-393-7698 or email globalchoice underscore consulting at yahoo.com to book a free consultation with Pride Financial, and let's take pride in our finances. Anyone else transfer-wise that we need to touch on, Gabby, or should we move on to a couple of high school wide receivers that visited? Yeah, I think we can, we can, we can turn the page there. All right, so Ryan Wingo, who is a five-star prospect, according to 24-7 Sports, the number six player in the country, according to the industry, Average composite. He's number 22 in the country. He comes from St. Louis University uh, High School in St. Louis, Missouri. Um, big time, big time guy to get on campus here in the month of May. Uh, take us through just this development and uh, the impression Miami made on him. Yeah, I think, I mean, I think this is a, just a massive deal to get him on campus. I mean, he just picked up some Georgia crystal balls. Uh, Kevin Beard goes up to his school on Wednesday. I, I believe they have a track meet. So he was there for that. Uh, Ryan Wingo, I mean, uh, what Miami's looking for is outside receivers, right? Like, I feel like, we, yeah. you know, we've covered that. Uh, six foot two, 205 pounds. He has 10.55. He's gone as fast as 10.55 in the 100 meters. So this guy has the size to play outside. 
uh, already kind of has that thickness. I mean, looks really, really put together. Um, and then he has the verified, you know, high level speed with that 10, five, five hundred meter time. I mean, that's blazing fast for that size. I mean, that, yes. I think that's why he's a number two wide receiver, wide receiver in the country. He's a number six overall player for us here at 24 seven sports. I mean, outside of Jeremiah Smith, who's just kind of freakish, uh, Ryan Wingo's the best looking, uh, you know, 2024 wide receiver that I've personally uh, got eyes on just physically, just the way he kind of looks, uh, you know, walking around in street clothes. I mean, looks like an absolute dude. Uh, I think Kevin Beard's really made a difference here. It seems like, you know, those two have a really good relationship. Uh, he talked, he was just talking about how genuine uh, he he's kind of been, how he's kind of pushed him and talked to him about what his weakness is, stuff that he's not really that good at. Uh, you know, talked to him, you know, taught him things that he didn't even really know about his own game. So I think Kevin Beard's, you know, really making an impact here on the recruiting trail. I think that, you know, he's been able to establish some of these relationships. I think Mario Cristobal, uh, these guys have done a good job of, you know, just kind of getting in his ear and, uh, you know, saying the right things, hitting the right chords uh, to keep him in, to, to, to keep him interested in Miami, really probably reigniting that interest in Miami. He last visited last summer, David, during that, I think it was that cookout that, you know, I know that you and Chris were at, uh, yeah. you know, last summer. I believe he was there for that. And then, you know, back here again now after seeing, you know, a few different schools, uh, you know, Michigan, uh, Tennessee, Georgia, uh, I believe Texas is in there that have officials. He was kind of noncommittal about, you know, officially visiting Miami, but did say he wants to take a couple in the fall. He has those four set, those four set in the summer. Um, but I think, you know, these things, uh, you know, I think these types of things will, you know, I think these types of moves help, you know, kind of move that needle closer to Miami. And again, I think it's about just getting them back on campus after these initial visits. So I think all in all that went well. Another big time receiver from, at the high school level Miami had on campus over the weekend, Jare Hawkins, IMG Academy. Um, I personally think he's more of a slot guy. 5'9", 165, but he has the speed to play on the outside. Very fast, 4-4 type of guy in the in the 40, 10-4 in the 100 meters. Um, I know Miami's been working to try and get him on campus. I don't yep. think he, he got on campus in the spring, right? But they got him on campus here in May. Did Miami make a move? Definitely. I think, uh, you know, Miami was already school. He was really, really considering. I think it was just about getting down to campus, seeing it for himself. Uh, all that stuff. I mean, he told me that, you know, he has three official visits set. He has Penn State, he has West Virginia, and he has Florida. Uh, before, you know, his visit totally wrapped up, uh, you know, when I was able to actually kind of chat with him for a minute, uh, you know, he told me that Miami was, he was going to try to find a weekend to get down to to Miami for an official. So, I mean, look, like, he's he's on the smaller side, but kind of see, seeing him on Saturday, he's kind of like bigger, a little bit bigger than I remember him being David, like, I thought that he was kind of like, you know, twiggy and stuff when we saw him at IMG, maybe because he was just in those tight stuff. But like he was he was hanging around with uh, Nathaniel Joseph and he's not smaller than uh, Ray Ray Joseph. Uh, he might be like slightly taller, uh, you know, so he's a guy that, you know, you'd probably figure him into the slot there. But but man, he's explosive, dude. And he's he, yeah. those those times you can't really ignore. He reportedly went like four two five at Ohio State last summer. Uh, so like this dude, like just as absolute, absolutely blazing speed. He's a hundred meter and 200 meter state champ uh, in his home state of West Virginia uh, came to Florida, uh, you know, in like the winter months in like December. Uh, and then like almost immediately became a 60 meter uh, state champ here in the sunshine state. So, I mean, this guy can move. Uh, there's just not a lot of guys who are twitched up like that in the slot. He goes by the nickname tank, uh, you know, Shannon Dawson coached a pretty good, 
guy who they called Tank too. So I think that there's a lot to be excited about, uh, you know, for for Miami with him. And look, I mean, he's at IMG Academy. Miami's going to recruit the heck out of him. So, uh, you know, I think that's a situation that, you know, they finally were able to get him on campus, get him around the program. And, you know, I think it's only up from here. Is there an early sense on who might have the inside track for him right now? Yeah, I mean, I think Penn State might be doing a really good job. You know, uh, he's from, again, that kind of part of the country. And, you know, what they say about those IMG guys, that maybe, you know, they at least maybe historically kind of went back to their regions. It's, I feel like that's happening a little bit less here over the past couple seasons. Um, but, you know, I think Penn State's probably one of those schools. I know he's gone. He's been at Florida a couple times, so I would probably put Penn State, Florida. Uh, ahead of Miami. I'm not sure exactly where West Virginia, West Virginia is at, uh, you know, and just like realistically capable of getting his uh, commitment. But I mean, I think Miami's definitely a school that's trending up and I think they're firmly in that top three or four. And again, I think that's where you want to kind of be in the, uh, you know, heading into these summer months. And if they can get a late June official visit, which it seems like they might, I think, uh, I think it was, I think it was maybe Penn, uh, maybe it was Florida that has a 25th. Uh, which is, I believe, a Monday. If Miami can get like that weekend before or even the 16th where they're having a big weekend with like Justin Scott, guys like that coming in, um, I think that they'll be able to position themselves well. All right, let's wrap it up here on this. I guess big picture, Gabby. Let's just say hypothetically Miami lands, Taiwan Malone, Jadis Richard, AJ Allen, and Shamar Kirk. How would you grade that haul? Yeah, I think it would be solid. I mean, I think you're you're addressing you're addressing a lot of a lot of needs there. Uh, you know, again, I'm a big fan of taking a running back. I think AJ Allen uh, is someone who you know again I'm feeling really good about being in the class. Shamar Kirk, you you answer wide receiver. Jadis Richard, I think you solidify that cornerback room. I mean, you kind of you know you throw four bodies at it via the portal since the the season ended. I, I think you got some talent in there too that you can kind of you know rely on from a depth standpoint. Um, and then Taiwan Malone, you know, you, you have a guy, you have a guy up in the middle, you get that body type that you need in the middle of the, of that defense that, uh, you know, you, you have to, that, that's what you wanted. That's what you needed. So I think, uh, you know, you hope that the talent kind of all comes together and he becomes a key contributor for you, but, uh, you know, hope, and then hopefully in the ACC, he's just a guy that can create, that, that can just help you out and just kind of be a plug, uh, worst case. And then you just kind of continue to develop and bring him along. I think he still has three years of eligibility left. So. Uh, you know, no shortage of time to kind of get him right. With those additions, those four guys alone. And again, they're in the mix still for Larry Nixon, Kiwi Rose. But we're just talking these four. Uh, if those four are the guys Miami lands, does that bump up in any way how you feel like, you know, if you're projecting Miami to win seven, eight, nine, I don't know. I don't want to put words in your mouth. Would it bump it up? one win in your mind, those four guys, half a win. Like how would, how do you view it? Yeah. I mean, I, I think again, if Shamar Kirk is who we think he can be, I think again, I, I, I would probably, I would feel good about, you know, at least a win maybe like, I think those yeah. four guys could potentially give Miami an extra win. Like I think you would kind I think I would kind of go like all in on like, this is at the very least an eight win team. Like this is a team that at the very, like, again, I feel like that would kind of be almost like my floor of expectation. Like this team's got to win at least eight games. Um, if they add these four guys, like right now, I'm like, maybe these, this is a seven win team. Like, I think if you get these four guys, at least, uh, you know, I'm going to go into the fall thing. Like you have to win at least eight here. Uh, so, I mean, I guess that's maybe a long yeah. way to answer that question. I think that's fair. All right. We'll get out of here on that and we will see if we get some good news this week. Uh, stay locked onto inside the U.com. Gabby does a great job covering all this 
transfer recruiting action never stops. Talent acquisition never stops. And uh, appreciate everyone for listening. And until next time, take care. Yes, Wednesday. We have so many cool, diverse people from different backgrounds, different beliefs, different upbringings, and it just keeps growing. I feel it in my I'm a citizen of the United States. I'm a hustler. I'm a big Taylor Swift fan. I'm the queen of the tribe. I am playing whatever role I gotta play. I'm gonna play this game full speed. I ain't going down like no punk. A new Survivor, Wednesday on CBS and streaming on Paramount+. Plus.